Hi everybody and welcome to the Mental Toughness and Body Show. My name is Rob Evans and welcome to another episode. Today I want to talk about against all odds, adversity, resilience, how do we build that mindset so that it doesn't matter what it is that comes our way, we're able to find a way through it. If I look at my own personal journey, uh, we all go through hardship, we all go through challenge, we go through grief, we go through uh, periods of time where people have let us down, uh, where we're disappointed, where we've failed in certain endeavours, and adversity looks like different. It looks differently to each one of us, depending on our values, our beliefs, our ethica, our ethics, our level of current resilience, and what is maybe something really tough for one person to handle. It could be really easy for someone else. So it really comes down to how you process these things in your, in your own mind. And I'll tell you where things changed for me. I was, uh, as a young kid, I was bullied and uh, I, I really struggled to find my place in the world, I suppose. As you, you're growing up as a teenager, you're going through all the hormonal change and everything. And, uh, you know, I was, this was happening for me at a time in the early 1980s, mid-1980s. And uh, I, I struggled at school. I wasn't smart. I didn't have uh, many friends. I wasn't good at many things. I was a, a small boy and I was an easy target, and my, my self-esteem, the conversations I had with myself, were not strong. And I saw myself, I, I don't think I thought of it in terms of adversity, but it really was a place for me where I, I was just struggling with life. I was struggling to see a pathway forward, and then there was a moment where I, I discovered that I wanted to grow. I decided that I wanted to become better at, I just wanted to be great at something. And I remember as a, like before I was a teenager, I wanted to win a trophy in something to prove to myself and probably to others that I was actually worthy. I was a good person. I was good at something. And I was attracted to um, learning music and it was the bagpipes and, you know, that's a whole other story. If you've listened to my story before, you'll know that I, I um, ended up playing the bagpipes. I was, uh, yeah, I was very good at it. I learned fast. I practised a lot and I wanted to become the best. I wanted to become the best at what it was that I was doing and ended up winning my very first competition. Uh, I went on to win heaps and heaps of different competitions, went through all the, the different levels from learner through to open. I won at every single level. I then had the aim of going to the World Championships, which I did in 1990. And uh, that was, a, that was a, a real highlight of my career at that particular uh, point. Well, a highlight of my life, I'll say. I mean, I'm the first big one was probably passing university. Then in 1990, I went to, uh, to Glasgow in the World Championships and then I became a chartered accountant. And so they're probably the three, the three big things that happened in my life at that period of time uh, that uh, it, it made me realise that actually, do you know what? You, you are good at what, what it is that you do. And so if we go back to uh, like starting to learn the bagpipes, what was that doing? I was learning. 
I was growing and I didn't necessarily know it at the time, but my very first coach was the person that taught me the bagpipes. He was an old guy. He was probably in his 60s, I think, at the, the time when he taught me. I was 12 years old when I, uh, I first started. And he was like, um, I was closer to him than I was my own dad. I spent more time with him than my own dad. And he taught me, obviously, how to play, but he also taught me some life skills as well. And he was really like a, a really great friend to me. So I didn't have friends. And it seems funny to have like 65-odd-year-old uh, friend but I used to spend time with him on uh, the weekends and stuff. I would just, uh, I didn't have a car, so I was, and I was too young uh, to, to ride a car, but like now I'm like say 14, 15, 16 maybe. And I used to ride my bike over to his place on the weekend, just unannounced and just turn up and spend time with him in his veggie garden. He'd, he'd teach me how to, uh, you know, prune the, uh, the tomatoes, how to, uh, stake them. Uh, you know, we pull weeds out. We do all kinds of uh, of different things. He used to go gold prospecting, and he'd, do, he'd show me all the gold that he collected over time, and um, uh, you know, all these different tools and how he would do it, and uh, the different music that he would like to play for me uh, on the bagpipes, so that uh, you know we could learn a new a new tune and we used to talk about strategy and all kinds of different things. So he really was my first coach. But again, all of this time, I'm growing, right? I'm developing as an adult, developing as a person. He's teaching me habits. He's teaching me about our leadership. Um, he was teaching me about the politics that existed within, even though it was all a voluntary, like pipe band and everything. There's a lot of politics in these clubs and people wanting to you know, fight for, you know, there's factions, and they're fighting for positions and all that kind of stuff. And he was treated very, very badly uh, in the end by people that just wanted to get him out because they wanted to have control and all that kind of stuff. And so I learned a lot about that. And if I think back to how that helped me, it's almost like a, it was this different part of my life. I was really struggling with school uh, at the time, I didn't have the friends. And the, the one thing that I really did like was my music yeah, because I was good at it and it was something I could relate to. And I was building these other life skills that I didn't really realise at the time that that's what I was doing. It was just something that I enjoyed doing. And so what was I doing? I was, I was developing a growth mindset. I was learning all these other aspects of my life that I didn't know that I would need in the future. I just thought I was having conversations in some ways, but he really did help shape me to be a driven person, to be focused and understand that in order for me to be great, I needed to work hard. I needed to do the work. And I practice more than anyone else. I know that because we used to have conversations about it. I'd practice way more than anyone else in, in the pipe band, but I would practice more than the people I was competing against as well. Now, as we, we went further and further into our, our careers, people had more natural talent than I did, but I worked harder than everybody else. And then to some extent, people within the band then came to uh, to some extent, admire my skill because I had way more ability than they did, but it only came through hard work. But then there was some resentment because, because of my skill, people wanted me to be higher and higher up 
uh, in the band and have more influence over what it was that we did. And anyway, I, uh, for me, that was kind of the start of that, that, that growth mindset. And then as I started to uh, then go into university, I, again, I wanted to be the best so that I could, my ticket or my focus, the fuel, if you like, was I wanted to become financially independent and I wanted to get out of home. I wanted to move away from home. And so in order for me to do that, I wanted to get the best marks possible. So I worked as hard as possible. I worked harder than anyone else. I did the work. I worked out strategy for what was required for me to be able to uh, learn faster, learn better, how to take notes better, how to summarize, how to learn, uh, not just rope learn, but do other things. Because up to that point, I was all about just rope learning, rope learning. Now, remember, this is at a time when you had to go to the library and look up the, the card catalogue, there was no computers, and you had to then go and search for the book, and hopefully the book was still there, and then search through the book to try and find what, pardon me, what it was that you were looking for. There was no internet, there was no chat GPT, there was no ability to do these things, so you had to do it the old way. And that came down to a lot of hard work, and then also uh, some networking as well, to make sure that I was... Um, kind of associating myself with people that were smarter than me so that I could learn from them and uh, make me become better. And then ultimately, that led to me getting uh, a higher than above average uh, marks uh, for what I got, uh, for, sorry, for the course I was studying. And then that enabled me to get uh, two positions uh, offered in for the big chartered accounting firms uh, to start down here in 1990 in, in Melbourne, so moving away from home. So I managed to be able to achieve all those goals. Now, from, from that point on, I was, that was a real culture shock for me because I was thrust right into uh, moving away from home. Uh, now I've gone from living in the, sort of the country uh, to moving in, uh, living in the city. And I was living in an apartment. I was just having a backyard and grass and space and all that kind of stuff. And now I was living in an apartment. It was noisy with other people around and the different smells from other people cooking in their apartments, etc. I was living with a guy I'd never lived with before. Uh, we didn't get on that great. We didn't have that much in common. I didn't have a car. He had a car. I uh, used to bike ride to the various different places and um, uh, catch the train. Uh, as well. Um, I, I didn't love it. I did not love it. I really struggled uh, getting used to the whole environment and that kind of stuff. And I didn't find that I loved the work. I wasn't great at it. I struggled to understand some of the concepts uh, of what we were doing in audit. I started in external audit and I, I just wasn't loving it uh, at all. And now up to this point, I'm, what I'm trying to do is just get through and try and develop and and also learn because you had to work for a year and then go on and start to do your, um, your professional year, or a bit, which was the step in becoming a chartered accountant. And it was just so hard. The schedule was intense. We were expected to do a lot. There was a lot of hours. A lot of hours not compared to what I do now, but a lot of hours compared to what I was used to. Uh, I put in a lot of hours at uni, but it was also uh, flexible uh, for me. This was... Um, now I'm getting paid for it and uh, you know, you've got to be very focused and also you're learning a bunch of stuff. But I was learning things that I, I didn't enjoy. So it was a struggle for me. Now it wasn't until years later 
that I realized that I needed to grow myself. And it hasn't really been until I've been in business that I've realized that I need to grow my mindset. I need to become a better person. And that's, I guess, the sad thing that we don't work on this enough when we're younger. Yes, we're filling our head with a lot of knowledge, uh, trying to absorb as much information around different topics as we can to try and find what it is that we want to go on and spend our time doing the rest of our life. But it was only really when I got into business that I realised that, hang on, you're, you're, you're not doing your best work here. You need to learn more. You need to grow your mindset. You need to be learning about different topics, how to be a better person, how to be a better coach, learning around those different topics and really finding those things that I was really hungry for. And it only came through pain, I suppose, as finding that I really don't like doing all this accounting stuff over here, but I do like this. So why don't we spend more time uh, doing that? Uh, So for me, one of the keys to getting around the adversity is about growing my mindset, becoming mentally tougher, becoming stronger, having that, that mindset that I'm just getting better every day in terms of my, my knowledge and uh, what it is that the value that I'm adding, how to build relationships, all of those different aspects of not just the how do I sell more or um, how do I... Uh, become better at uh, the administration side of my business. It's like, it's the other things as well. It's just to become a better person, a better version of myself by always learning. Because I think one of the, the keys to happiness and success, I've said this many times before, the keys to happiness and success in life are really about making progress. And if you can see yourself as progressing every day, imagine if you're getting up every day and you feel like you're regressing or staying exactly the same, but let's say you're regressing. Each day you get up and say, well, I'm a little bit worse today. I have less knowledge today. My results are worse today. And I know that they will be tomorrow too. I'm just going backwards and backwards and backwards. Oh, look, uh, the weekend, I'm forgetting about everything. It's kind of staying the same. That would be debilitating for you, right? So now think about you're progressing every day. You can see yourself through the actions that you're taking, that you're progressing a little bit every single day. And if you focus on doing that 365 days a year, or in this year's case, 366 days a year, because it's a leap year, you will find that you become much happier because you're moving forward. And that's what we need to keep doing in life. And I think when it comes to adversity, If you can see yourself still moving forward, guess what? The adversity stays where it is and you move on. You crash through it and you keep moving forward, right? If I think about uh, the, the most adverse thing that's happened in my life in the last nine months has been the loss of my daughter. I don't think there's any greater pain that you can suffer than losing a child. And I think about all the work that I put in to try and protect her and save her and make sure that she was looked after. And I, not at any stage did I give up that she would be, go on and live an amazing, successful, happy life. Obviously, I was wrong, but I, 
I never gave up that, that belief. And that only came from the constant work I put into myself to grow myself, to become more resourceful, to understand things greater, uh, to get more skills, to add more value to everybody in my life. And that included my daughter. So when it got to the, the, uh, the time when she, she did pass, um, incredible pain, and it still exists today, but I think because of the mindset that I've, I've created for, for myself to grow, to learn, to find opportunity, it really helps me deal with the adverse aspects that happen in my life. The other thing, the second point I want to make is about uh, practicing that, that, that self-care and maybe better than practicing, uh, maybe practicing isn't the right word, but you make it part of your lifestyle. So for me, the self-care part of me enables me to do everything that I do and to be able to, even as I'm dealing with the adversity of my daughter while she's going through the depths of her illness for two years, I'm still focusing on helping keep me as healthy as possible because I know if I do that, I'll be mentally tough and strong and focused for her. And so for me, the self-care comes down to a few different things. It's doing my strength workouts, it's doing my cardio, it's doing, which is just walking for me, it's taking my supplements, it's looking after my food, it's getting as much sleep as conceivably possible, excuse me, uh, for me, even though there's um, a lot of, you know, a lot of challenge and a lot of disruption in my sleep um, due to the, the intensity of the thoughts, uh, it's taking care of those things and having some time out uh, with my kids and by myself as well, even if it's just 15 minutes to take out that time before I fall asleep, I know that that serves me very, very well to help put me in a better place to make better decisions and to be able to deal with anything that comes my way. Um, so that self-care is really important, right? So you've got to get that happening as well. So if you're growing your mindset and you uh, are taking care of yourself, then super, super powerful. And the last point I want to talk about here today is about making sure that you've, you've got those right support structures in place or you're building them so that you do have them in place. Now, a lot of people um, fall to their friends in, in cases of adversity and family. And unfortunately, most of our friends and most of our family do not have the skills to be able to I guess, coach you through it to be able to advise you in perhaps what is the best way for you to continue to build that mental toughness and resilience and uh, work through this adversity. And so what you need to do is make sure that you do have those right people in your life. And to be honest, when it comes to uh, the, the harshest things that you suffer through life, you need a coach. You need somebody that's external to it. Family is too close. Friends can often be too close too. And most of your friends are generally going to be yes people, as in like you present a view and they say, yeah, I agree with you, as opposed to really challenging you where let's just say that you've done something wrong, you go to the friends, caused you some massive problems and the friend 
just says to you what you want to hear. And that might be great to maintain that friendship, but it's not what you need to hear, which is why you need somebody that, or people that are independent of it to say, nah, Rob, you were wrong, that you, you shouldn't be doing that. You should do this instead. Maybe it's a behavioural thing, maybe it's something's futuristic, which is why I have a coach that is, well, I have multiple coaches in different areas of my life, but there are, I have uh, my main coach, JT, who will just tell me exactly how it is. He knows me very well. He's known me for uh, almost six years now. And he's, he's able to tell me exactly what it is that I should do. And there have been, well, actually, most of the things that I run by him, he says, no, nah, don't do that. He says, this is why. And so, okay, that makes sense. And you can get really excited about a particular thing because you become emotional about it and you think, oh, yeah, this is really great. But then he will say, well, this is why you shouldn't do it. That's not going to work. And, this, and he'll provide examples of what he's done or what he's seen in the past and say, yeah, just don't, don't waste your time. You need to put your time over here, right? So I have that person to help guide me through anything that I'm going through. And he's been a big, a big support for me in dealing with the stuff with uh, my daughter, Liv, uh, as well. And sometimes you need uh, like the professional counselling help and all that kind of stuff as well. Relationship stuff is really, uh, really quite challenging. I think a lot of people just tend to walk away from it. I'm talking about an intimate relationship here, but walk away from that relationship as opposed to let's work as hard as we can to make ourselves better and to save the relationship and, and get it working really, uh, really effectively. And um, my belief is that you, you need to step in and make sure that you do have that, that professional uh, coaching, guidance, counselling, whatever, to help you through that. So in summary here, I'm just conscious of the time. We've got three things that I believe will help you beat the odds of adversity and help you be stronger, mentally tougher, more resilient, and more able to cope with anything that comes your way. Number one, to recap, is about developing this growth mindset. You need to, if, if, if it's the, the greatest gift that I can give my girls, it's about becoming better every single day, growing your mindset to get more out of yourself every day, to become a better person, to add more value in people's lives. And then whatever it is that you want will come if you look after adding as much value to your job, the other people around you. You will find that success will just come to you. But you've got to keep on growing. Always be growing. So that's the first one. The second one was about the, your self-care and really coming up with a, a lifestyle that is going to support you positively to be healthy in a physical sense, healthy in an internal way in terms of any tests that a doctor could do on you and making sure that your, your mental health is also very, very solid. And so you need to have that lifestyle that supports that and a big part of that is exercise, strength training, you must do that, as well as some cardio, as well as making sure that you are fueling yourself the right way with your nutrition, which encompasses supplements, all that kind of stuff, as well as your sleep, making sure that you've got a good um, sleep hygiene 
uh, in there as well. I'll tell you another one that is, well, actually, no, this really falls into the next one about, uh, you know, like building and utilising that support around you, making sure that you've got the right mechanisms in place and make sure that you are looking outside family and friends because you do need somebody that's independent. I think a part of that in terms of adversity is making sure that you uh, eradicate all the toxic energy in your life. You've just got to get rid of it. As tough as that can be, you have to get rid of it. Now, if it's family, for instance, you might find that, well, you just need to spend less time with certain people in your life. Uh, You can't necessarily eliminate the family, but you can certainly eliminate the time that you spend with them. And if that doesn't serve you well, then you need to be able to have the conversation or you need to be able to to cut that out so that it doesn't bring you down. Those friends or those relationships that that you might be exposed to from time to time that really drag you down, you need to find ways to eliminate them. I've changed my, uh, my, obviously I run my own business now, but like in a corporate world, I have left certain roles because of the toxic nature of the leadership within the team or just the the toxic energy that's within the team. It's like, man, this is dragging me down. And then I was finding that I was starting to think negatively or start to say things that were negative or judgmental or whatever and thinking, man, where is this coming from? This isn't the real me. This isn't the, the person I want to be. It's time to move on from this and make life better. So they're my three tips for how you beat the odds, how you become more able to cope with any adversity that comes your way. You can do it. It's tough, right? Life is tough. It can wear you down. And when there are adverse things that happen in your life, it can be really hard. And to some extent, we just want, like if I think about my daughter, I could have sat in a position where I said, I just want everybody to come to me and wrap their arms around me and say, do you know what? We're so sorry for you. We're here for you, etc., etc. Some people will say that, but they don't necessarily mean it. Um, but what I found is the only person that is going to get me out of all of this pain and suffering is me. Like I have to do it. And so, yeah, I had to find or draw on the, the tools that I know that are available to me to get through this. And they're the, the three main ones that I've just spoken to you about today. So if you want to connect with me, you can. Go to mentaltoughnessandbodyshow.com, opt in for a free consultation right there. I can dramatically help you change the lifestyle that you're currently living to give you the results that you want. We identify what the gap is and then we close that gap. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. See you tomorrow.